this is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is about the importance of not making someone else wrong. And we might think of this in terms of, say, an argument when we are fighting with our spouses or siblings are fighting with each other, and it's about, you know, no, you're wrong, I'm right, or that's not what what I said, that's what she said. But it actually can rear its ugly head in insidious situations. Let me give you a few examples. I was in a sales conversation with a health and wellness colleague where she was trying to enroll me into her health and wellness program. And I was curious about the tool she was offering because it was a tool that was going to test your blood and see what kinds of foods and exercise and the like would be ideal for you. I was curious about it, so I signed up for her discovery call, filled out the application, the information questionnaire, and in that, I noted things like the amount of exercise I'm getting, the kinds of foods I eat, am I happy with my my lifestyle as far as my health and wellness? And I really was. I didn't have any major concerns, health or exercise or food-wise. I've been very aware of the foods that I take in, the fact that I'm reactive to some foods, how much exercise I need, how much sleep I need. I'm very aware of that and have worked, um, I've worked hard to, to learn that information and what works well for me. So the application and the questionnaire that I filled out reflected that. So we get on the phone. She tells me about this tool that she's now certified in and that she's using and that she's designed a program, a three-month program, around providing the tool and then analyzing the results and then coaching you through those, those things. And the program was more extensive than what I needed. I, I would have signed up just for the tool to find out that information, but I didn't feel the need for the coaching. And so when she presented that to me, and she'd even acknowledged that throughout my questionnaire, it looked like I was, I was pretty good with you know, my health and, and where I was. So when she presented the information and I said, you know, I don't need that level of services. I'm interested in the tool and I understand that you're not doing that separately. I honor that. I respect that. And as such, I'm not interested in this extensive three-month program. And I was really proud of myself, right? I pretty much said, no, it's not a priority. I'm not interested. I didn't say, well, not now, but maybe in the future. I was fairly clear. I'm not interested in this. Well, how she made me wrong, since this is the subject of today's episode, is she came back and said, oh, everybody needs this. You could, you could benefit so much from this. Pretty much telling me, no, it really should be a priority. And although you're saying it's not, you are wrong. And I was honestly a little surprised or a lot surprised and taken aback. And I thought, oh, okay. Um, that, again, was not what I expected, being clear about this is not something that I'm interested in. Another example is, and I see this in marketing all the time, is when people say, this is what 
women or men or all of us are dealing with right now. We're all dealing with this. And that kind of raises the hackles on the back of my neck. And there's a part of me that wants to raise my hand and say, um, excuse me, I'm not experiencing that. And actually with one of these marketers and business owners, I, I actually challenged her on that. And she said, well, then you're just, you're, you're just not aware that you're dealing with this. You're, you're hiding it or you're unconscious about it because everybody deals with this. And I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? And talk about a turnoff, right? That, that is not going to inspire me to want to find out more or to step over this huge barrier and wall that now she has just caused to spring up. Here's another example. Several years ago, I was co-leading this business group and my co-leader said, when I say the word red as in the color, what comes to your mind? And she paused for a few seconds and then she said, for all of you, it was the color red. And again, here's me raising my hand going, um, excuse me. Now I actually see the word red, R-E-D, because I actually process my world through written words. I see words. Um, and she just gave a startled shake of her head and like deer in the headlights because she'd never heard that. She, she actually hadn't done the research I've done on how people process the world. And this is actually a previous podcast episode on how different people process the world differently. And so I said a little bit about that. And again, she's a little taken aback. And she said, well, most people, they see the color red. Now, while that could be true, however, saying this is what you saw in your brain without having the actual knowledge and the research to back any of it up, not um, not really conducive to engaging and connecting with people. Mark, my husband, who had a private therapy practice for 30 years, he always talks about absolute absolutes and declarations. When you say, this is how it is, you always do that. You never do this. And it's those absolutes. What that does is it puts up those walls and boundaries immediately. And when that happens, it's much more difficult to bring down those walls or to scale those walls. What I recommend is, one, watch your language. Are you using words like always and never? And are you taking your truth, which absolutely could be very well true for you, and maybe some others you know, but then applying them across the board to every single person and saying, well, this is my experience, therefore that must be everyone else's experience as well. Those kinds of make wrongs, as Mark and his therapy practice would say, or absolutes or declarations, what they serve to do is to break connection. We think what we're doing when we use that kind of language and we have that mindset of this is what everybody in the world is going through. 
is we think it's a way to explain. We might even think it's a way to connect. Ah, here's what I've gone through. Everybody else in the world is going through it. This is how we can connect with one another. Again, it simply does the opposite. Those walls absolutely are the opposite of connection. The a bit, To fix it, you, you have to scale the wall, which if you think about the metaphor, that's pretty difficult to do in a literal sense. Better is to build bridges. The make wrongs and the absolutes and the declarations create walls. For better communication and connection, you want to build bridges. Now, you may believe that your experience is so common that, of course, everyone else has experienced it. That may be your belief. But if you run into someone like me with her hand who wants to go up in the air and go, "Uh, excuse me, that does not apply to me, then you want to establish the tone to begin with, with something like, Here's my experience, and I suspect that that experience is true for many people. What would you say about that? That sentence and that question opens up the conversation. It creates the potential for engagement. It bridges what I want to talk about with what you may want to talk about. It creates a bridge. Going back to that first example with the health and wellness person, whenever I had said, no, I'm not interested, I don't need that, what she could have said is, I hear you, and I'm curious if you could think of a situation where this would be something that you would need. Now that actually would be a great sales question because one, I wouldn't be on the defensive having to defend what I just said, no, I'm not interested. And it makes me start thinking, well, I wonder if there is a potential reason I might need this. Hmm, what might that be? And I still might have come up with the same answer. I really can't think of any reason that I would need this extensive level of services But at the very least, what it would have done is we would have left that conversation, both of us hopefully feeling satisfied with how it went, instead of me leaving with a bad taste in my mouth. So what are some things that you can do to prevent the walls from springing up and to create bridges instead? I challenge you to pay attention to your language, even your thoughts, if you think in terms of absolutes or everyone has the same problem or the same experience. See where you might be creating situations and scenarios, conversations that put up walls instead of connecting with a bridge. If you have found this topic intriguing, I'd love for you to shoot on over to Apple Podcasts, 
iTunes and leave me a review and a rating. This really helps me see that I'm on course. I'm talking about topics that are of interest to you and it helps me make a bigger impact and create those bridges. Until next time, may you thrive.